Hey, Robert. Hey, Scott. What's the difference between the Minnesota Timberwolves and a dollar bill? Gee, I don't know. Tell me. You can still get four quarters out of a dollar bill. Welcome to Wolves Cast, everybody. Welcome to episode 61. Wow, that's a high number. 61. It's the show that doesn't love the ice, ice, ice as much as your coach Tommy Thibodeau does. It's hosted by myself and my good friend. I'm Scott. I'm Rob. Welcome to the show, everybody. Great to be back. So glad you can join us back here. I want to give a, another shout out to Canis Hoopus. Thank you for letting us post this on your website. Thank you so much. It's an honor. Thank you for reading Canis, everybody. It's a good website. It's shout out to Neil. One more week without Neil. My Home last stretch. week, sound mixing. The sound's going to sound so much better next week. Hey, don't sell better. yourself short, Scott. You've done a great job. It'll sound marginally better. Stead. Thank you. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into this episode. We got a lot of things to talk about. We have a going to examine the previous week. Yeah, it's been a. I think it's worth examining. Full court press. We're going to have some talk about the soft December schedule coming up. Trading for DeAndre Jordan. We have our sponsor ad as always. We're going to do better know an old school wolf. We're going to have some power rankings, and of course, the weekly wolfie. And a game. We always have a game. Wow. Jam-packed episode. All right, everybody. Well, let's get it started with uh, the previous week. Let's just take a quick look at it. We're recording this on Wednesday night because I have a holiday party. I have to go to an office holiday party of Meg, who you heard last week yep. on the Wives of Wolves cast episode. Really popular episode. That was a great one. Uh, so we're recording this on Wednesday night before the Clippers game. I'm going to say before the Clippers, uh, the Wolves beat the Clippers in LA. You're tempting fate, my friend. I You're just need it. Fate. I need it after that Memphis game. I know you want to be confident, but I stay. I say, you know, stay neutral until because we anything can happen with this team. That's true. I mean, th- I think this last week proved it. Can't take anything for granted with this crew. Yeah, last week we had a loss on Friday uh, at Oklahoma City, our first divisional loss of the year, one eleven to one oh seven. Pretty competitive game. Got yeah, down was. to the end of the fourth. Paul George, man. Yeah. Paul George. You forget I mean, how good he is. They got God. out to a big lead in the first, and we just kind of worked it back all the way, the whole game, and yeah, thought we had a shot there at the end, but Paul I'm George. sure we'll talk about the Thunder a little bit later Yes, uh, when we go to our power rankings, but man, if uh, they can get it together, they are scary. Then we had also a win at home on Sunday night against the Clippers, 112 to 106, where Jimmy Butler scored 20 of the Timberwolves' 24 fourth quarter points. Yeah, you're sort of happy to see him go into like alpha male mode, alpha dog mode, alpha wolf mode. I like that alpha wolf. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm not at the same about time, the Iowa mascot. At the same time, you don't really like that he had to get into that mode against the, a very shorthanded Clippers team that's just ravaged by injuries. Yeah, it yeah. shouldn't have been a thing. We we're letting Austin Rivers go off in that Ugh. game, only in the league because his poppy was giving him contracts. <laughs> but of course, he torches the wolves. Of course, that's their role. And the then league. we had the heartbreaker at Memphis. They came into it on an 11-game losing streak. Went into mm. the fourth quarter. We went into the bonus in the fourth quarter at the 8:26 mark, and only took two free throws for the rest of the game. It's a shame. Yeah, just settle in for jump shots. It was just like Jim Pete and Dave Benz were saying, "Why aren't you trying to drive some contact there?" But instead, we were just settling for pull-up jump shots. Final yeah. shots of the game were Cat trying to take two shots in the same possession, both jumpers. Yeah, and that's what's been, that's probably what was the most frustrating game of the season, at least for me, uh, because it seemed like the game where they really played down to their competition the most. 
so far this season. And that's probably the most frustrating thing about the team um, is that they do seem to have that tendency. You know, they can, they they, really they've do. beaten good teams and they've also, and it's like and all, every game, I felt even this the, way for a little bit of time for a couple of years now where we will beat the Warriors in a season where we have like 17 wins total or something <laughs> like that. And yep. it's just like, can you are not good enough to have this kind of like, oh, it's we're just playing this trash team tonight. You look down on this team. You haven't proven anything yet, Minnesota Timberwolves. You don't get to look down on other teams and think this game is beneath you, so let's not try hard against Detroit or something like that. Yeah, that's what I liked about, uh, speaking of Jim Pete, one of his keys to the game, which I just think are fantastic. Um, one of his keys to the game against Memphis was you got to, you got to, you know, step on their throat early. Yeah. You know, you got to dispirit them. And of course, that did not happen. And suddenly, the bench guys are coming in with energy, um, and they're outworking the Timberwolves. And in that fourth quarter, yeah, it was, it was some of the most frustrating basketball I think we've seen all all uh, season so far. You got to tip your cap to Marcus all a bit. He swore in the post game interview he had. He swore on live television. So happy God to bless get, him. So happy to get that eleven game losing streak monkey off his back. I mean, it was close. I mean, I love when guys who. English isn't even their first language, and they still yeah speak the best, the, and they still swear in the post game interview. Definitely That's the great. best. Like belly save your ass is one of our sound drops. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, I, it could tell me a lot to them. I just hope that they don't get a second wind out of this and get themselves back into the playoff race because as it is right now, they have the fifth worst record in the Western Conference, and I want them to have enough losses so by the time Mike Conley comes back, it doesn't matter how well they play; they're out. Sure, of Sure, they're you just know? complete. The the West is so strong that even if you dig yourself a little hole, you it's going to be so tough to get back. So. It just seems like every year the the Memphis Grizzlies are winning games that you know in the regular season kind of monsters. So I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, they've had that kind of San Antonio kind of run where they just they're always there, they're always there, and even throughout the injuries and and now the coaching changes and stuff. We'll see if it happens this season, but they have that kind of. They have that uh, will to persevere, it seems. So something that I wish the Timberwolves would would uh, adopt a little bit. It would more. be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, looking forward to watching the game though after we go home tonight because Lindsey Whalen will be on the Fox Sports North broadcast. Very excited about great. that. Ooh, can't wait. You're can't wait. get That's the best out of Jim Pete. Too, oh yeah, because he's going to bring his A game. He's as so well. comfortable around those players. All right. Well, let's go into the full court press, everyone. Here's the tip. The first subject we have tonight is the soft December schedule. Especially, uh, so I could read all the next games. Actually, I'll read them off real quick. If you're following along at home tonight, we're against the Clippers. Then at home, five-game home stretch against Dallas, Phoenix, Sacramento, Philadelphia, and Portland. I mixed up Phoenix and Philadelphia there, but you get it. Those are the five teams we're playing. You know, Dallas is obviously one of the worst teams in the league this year. Sacramento and Phoenix are down there as well. And then after that five-game homestand, we're on the road against Denver, at Phoenix, at the Lakers on Christmas Day, home against Denver, at Milwaukee, at the uh, PAC. That stands for Pacers. I should have wrote down Indy because I did all the other ones. You figured it out. I got it. Uh, Seven of our next nine games are against the bottom six teams in the West. That's including tonight against the Clippers. So we really got to, especially because, I mean, second half of the month, we're playing Denver twice. Milwaukee's pretty good. Um, Pacers have been fine, you know, but definitely for the next like nine games, we really need to take advantage of this weak spot of our schedule yeah. because there's nothing more frustrating. I was just talking to you about this while we were tuning the mics. There's nothing more frustrating than not winning the easy games in your schedule. By mics, you mean Mike's hard lemonades. That's right. <laughs> the official drink of the Robert Brewer uh, hosted <laughs> yeah, podcast. This stretch has been sponsored by Mike's. Um, I feel like this is kind of a make or break point, honestly, uh, for them. Uh, I feel like 
if they do well um, in this, uh, these next, uh, you know, however many games, what is it, like 10? Yeah. 10, the, the, 10 to 12 games. Our where next nine got, are very easy, and then we have, like, a mix of, like, hard, easy, hard, easy. I mean, of. you feel like if you don't take advantage of this, you it's going to be really difficult to um, to get any sort of momentum uh, going towards the playoffs. Like, maybe you could... Maybe you can still make the playoffs because you know they've they've gotten off to a relatively good start. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're really going to have a good run here and you want to make potentially get that like a four seed or something or even a five seed, depending on yep. cur- uh, how the rest of the West shakes out, tied for fourth in the West right now. You gotta take advantage of these stretch of games. Otherwise, you're gonna be you're gonna be playing you know like San Antonio in the first round or something or or the Warriors. The Warriors probably. And yeah. I, you know that would be fun and everything, but if you really want to go for it, this is the stretch that you're gonna to have to take advantage and rack up the wins and get some momentum into those when the schedule you know turns around and gets tougher. You know, are you gonna have the all those wins behind you that you can kind of uh, you know lean against uh, and have those winning tendencies that they're still learning, or are you gonna go up 500? you know, over this stretch, and it's always sort of a what-could-have-been uh, type of a type of feeling that you look back on. So I think this is a really critical part of the season for Especially that. this five-game home stretch. You're going to have some time where you're at home, sleeping in your own bed, going to get some practice days in there. It's one of the things that once the season starts, they've always said there's not many days to practice, and this is a team that still needs practice. We can see there's yeah. a lot of parts of this team that need to be tightened up. So hopefully they can use that five-game homestand maybe win all five. I mean, the only two teams that are above 500 in that five-game homestand are Philadelphia, which will be fun. That's a, ah, it's a Tuesday night. I'll be at Trivia. Oh, it's breaking my heart. I can't go watch the Embiid-Cat matchup because that was so fun last year, that game. Uh, there's That's a, a great gift. matchup. I mean, I think Embiid kind of outplayed Cat last year in the, in, the, in the matchups they've had, but Cat did have that one great pump fake where he got <laughs> Embiid out of his shoes and he came in and dunked it. So that'll be a great matchup. And then Portland is the other team. They've been playing really well. They have, I think, the second-best defense in the league right now, even though their offense is weirdly sputtering, which is weird. You don't think that out of a Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum team. But that's a dangerous team that has historically played us very, very well at Target Center, too. Man, Wes Matthews. Heartbreaking. Wes Matthews has killed us so many times at the Target (laughs) Center. Thank God he's not on that team anymore. Yes. Uh, so well, he'll he'll break our hearts when he when Dallas comes to town. So no, he Dallas is coming to town. Uh, that'll be our next game after tonight against the Clippers. So, gotta win those games. Gotta win those games. There's just something that's like if you if you win two of them but lose one of them, it feels like it's sort of a wash in these winnable games. You exactly. know, you want to really get can't a go run one out for of one. this. Yeah, yeah especially because one one. Uh, this is our second kind of nice home stand of the season, and that means you know there's going to be a bunch of road trips in the second half of the season. So That's right. This is where you got to capitalize, please. absolutely. And yeah, everyone should go out to one of those home games. You know, It's a fun experience now at the Target Center. Maybe I'll go to yeah, one, and uh, we'll do a food review in the future. Hey. I think that's an invitation. I haven't had one for a little that's bit. That's an overture. Yep, that it sure is. Hey, anyone listening who has connections? Two years ago, <laughs> Neil and I got to be the foodies of the night or whatever. Yep. So, you know, hit us what up. What an honor. We'll talk about you on the pod. We I, Even when there's stuff we don't love, we usually give positive ratings to food. You yeah. know, there isn't too many food that we've been like, don't buy this. You could be bought. We sure can. We sure can. With food. I mean, you hear it every week with our you sponsor You could be fed, ads. really. Yeah, that's, I mean... That's where my money's going to go anyway, so let's just cut out the middleman. You That's know? right. Yeah. All right. Save me the trip. Well, let's go on to our second topic of full court press. He's hitting up. There's some talk. Clippers have been doing badly. Blake out for months. That's right. Time Pat to blow Beverly it up. out for the season. Time to blow up the Clippers, and that means trading DeAndre Jordan. The one thing, well, let's talk about DeAndre. 
He's uh, let's. He's on the last year of his contract. He's got a player option for about twenty four and a half million mm-hmm. for next season, and everyone's acting like that's an easy opt out. Like DeAndre Jordan's got to do this because he's going to be like turning thirty, and so you would think you yeah. want to get one more big contract in, but it's not a necessarily guaranteed buyout. Because you see, hmm. uh, I mean, he's not necessarily going to decline that option for one more year because you've seen the big man market dry up. There's going to be not as many teams with cap space next summer as people think there will be. So the cap situation might be tight and it might be a tough free agent market. Like it market. was this last, uh, this last, uh, precisely. So this last off season. the question becomes, you know, will he decline that? And what does that do with your cap picture if you have to fit him in for another 24 million next season? Um, so that's one of the, the problems with trading for him. As well as his mammoth salary already, you're going to have to move some salary to get him. I think the Tim Rolls would have to, uh, let's see here. I am scrolling through all my sound drops. I think the Tim Rolls would have to uh, get rid of Gorgie Jane. G9! In the deal just to make salaries match, as well as some young assets. Sure. Um, I mean, we'd probably throw in, it's probably the baseline is Gorgie and Cole to make the salaries work. But then we're going to have to throw in a sweetener for them. Something like the Tyus, Jazz pick? Tyus Jones, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder pick we got or from the Jazz. Me. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Excuse me. Definitely the pick. And then either Tyus Jones or maybe Justin Padden, depending on how they feel about getting a seven-footer with foot For problems. potentially only getting one year out of DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. And so it it is it's an interesting question. I mean, would you rather... Would you rather trade for him knowing that he won't resign or he won't opt in or knowing that he would or maybe you could, you know, get an extension out of him? Do you are you looking for would you like this more as a chance to maybe make a run for one year and then you get some cap relief? Or are I think you thinking this would that. be a better long-term uh fit for him? At least I think for there's maybe, an argument. Maybe I think- at least for Two or three or four years. I lean towards the, I want him to opt out and create the cap space. Because at the very least, you could charitably view the deal as we're clearing Gorgie off the books. I love Mm -hmm. Gorgie. We're very pro-Gorgie on this podcast. But his deal now looks like it's it was given. We gave him too much money, yep. especially for a guy we have coming off the bench. He's getting paid like sixteen million a year, and that's going up for like this is year one, I think, of the four year extension. So, yeah, he's. Given what I mean, he does a lot of things well, but you can't really say that he's a value. At, at your most generous, you're saying he's he, he's probably not a good value given his contract. At worst, he's overpaid. And if you don't clear him off the books now, think ahead to a season and a half from now. I mean, next next off season we're maxing towns like we maxed Wiggins. Now when we have two max players on the books. And if we're not going to have any chance of keeping Jimmy Butler past his contract ending at the end of next season, we're going to have to have the cap space. Yep. You so, got to you got to let go of somebody. Exactly. You're going to so, have to make a decision on somebody. So, I mean, if you re-sign DeAndre Jordan and extend to a reasonable contract, there's no reason you can't trade him again. But I, I think I'd prefer it if he, he didn't pick up that option. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of getting trading. I mean, if that was the core of the deal is – you know, Gorgie and Aldrich and let's say the pick. I mean, if that was it, I think that's I mean, you're DeAndre Jordan's really, really good, you know, and he is yeah. he does provide what this team needs right now. You would that would move Taj to the bench. Right. Um, which is tough because Taj has been playing so well this season. Yeah, he has. Um and you'd want to get him, you know, you hate to you hate to take a guy who you just signed who Tibbs clearly trusts and then you know, take him to the bench, and you, DeAndre Jordan's obviously going to be a huge part of your team. Um, that being said, I mean, 
it's such a he's such an impact player on the defensive end, the, the likes of which that the Wolves really haven't ever seen. Right. I mean, since KG, KG at least. Yeah. Um, and right. to have that, it, it's, it can make such a huge difference. Um, Plus, Cat wouldn't have to play against him anymore. And that's like four <laughs> more wins a season for us because DeAndre, Cat can't handle DJ. DJ's no. always been a problem for Cat. Yeah. And, you know, I would like to see Cat play the Cat four. hasn't handled that many guys, though. Yeah. So the list is growing. He's been having a tough, tough time with that this season. And, you know, it'd free up Cat to play more outside on the perimeter, I guess. That could be interesting to see. And I suppose I wouldn't care. I wouldn't want to extend Jordan. But if he wanted to pick up his option, then it's still all in the same time window of Butler's contract ends at the same time Jamal and Taj's contract ends. So DJ's contract would come up. So that's the, that summer when all those deals end, we would have have a lot of cap space to figure out what to do going forward. So I guess it wouldn't be the end of the world if he wanted to play a season and a half for us. Would the Timberwolves then have the most stacked starting five in, I mean, outside of Gold State? I'm just, you know, I'm just at, thinking on that. NBA 2K, it would be one of the best lineups <laughs> yeah, on paper. Right. It's, that's it's, right. On paper, it's good. No, on NBA 2K, the ratings would be high. Yes, they would. And, and you know, our Does offense, that translate to real success? It rarely doesn't, I find, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's hard to say no to that. And, I mean, then your argument is, what's the bench lineup like? It's even thinner, but, I mean, I guess you got Taj coming off the bench at that point, so. I mean, I'll say this, and we can close on this with uh, DeAndre Jordan. Trading for him does feel like a little bit of a panic move, a little bit, and that you don't really oh, trust yeah. what, you, what you've got right now and you feel like you need to make a big change like that. Yeah. Uh, and so it does, if they are exploring that, it doesn't really seem, maybe they have some, uh, some doubts about where this current team, as it's situated, you know, is, is, is uh, going to go forward, move is go, there a, go forward, you know, into the playoffs. So is there a deal breaker aspect to this in the sense that like, maybe if we what, wait it out, the Clippers or? get a little bit more desperate. They see the market for Deandre is not mm. what they want and they want to get him off the book. So they say, Drop Tyus, drop the pick, just give us Gorgie and Cole, and we'll do it. Oh, does that man. change your mind, or does it does, uh, that moves the needle for you? I I would absolutely do that deal. If it was Gorgie and Cole, yeah, because um, DeAndre Jordan is he's really really good. He is really really good. And yeah, and that would be very exciting to have a guy who can protect the rim like that on the Timberwolves. Like you said, since KG, we really haven't had anyone who protects the rim like that. So yeah, and if. And if it's one more guy other than Jimmy who can really get you know a certain intensity on the defensive end uh, established, I think that definitely could help. So mm, what a lineup that would be! <laughs> it would be that would be crazy to have the Timberwolves of all teams have like you know this you know this superstar team, um, but it's still come to terms with it. And I think they are too. Yeah, so we'll see. It probably won't happen, you know, before the new year. But something to keep your eyes yeah. on. I'm just adding our two cents into the conversation because a lot mm-hmm. of people are talking about. It. There's a buzz going on. Speaking of a lot of things that people are talking about, he's on fire. We could call this. I was thinking on the way over here. This could be a new segment called Scott Response to the Noise, where I see like five <laughs> or six people say something on Twitter, and I'm like, everybody's saying this. You know, that's right. When really, I'm just responding to like the five or six squeaky wheels. Is that the squeaky wheel gets the grease? That's right. So this is me responding to the noise. I just saw that after Memphis, many people were tweeting. They're saying it's weird that this Timberwolves team is so good, and I hate watching them, and they're no fun to watch. Or I saw someone say, uh, you know, I I had more fun watching during Andrew Wiggins' rookie season than I do watching (laughs) this year's team. Oh no way! I saw it on Twitter, and I'm just saying, like. 
This is crazy. This is crazy. People don't know what That's, they're saying. You're remembering the past few seasons with rose-colored glasses. If you are th- saying you'd rather watch a 17-win team, a 29-win team. I mean, over as it stands this. right now, we're what, like 14? Yeah, we're 14 11? and 11 right now, as of this recording. If you said at the beginning of the year, "Hey, would you take 14-11 start?" Yeah, I think most, I think most Timberwolves fans would have said, "Yeah." I mean, I would, I I won't feel you know super great about it because maybe we could be you know. 16 and 9. Right. But 14 11, hey, not bad. I guess they, instead it's this it's this feeling of just you know what could have been. And I think some of this is I've warned everyone about this. I'm going to keep tooting my horn because it's proven to be very accurate is that people will have a harder time enjoying the Timberwolves this season because of the expectations. Yep. It's like the last love season. We won 40 games but people got a bitter sense from that season because they think of how disappointed they were we didn't make the playoffs because that was the team that basically ended Rick Adelman's career and Kevin Love's time in the Timberwolves, you know. And so people remember that season not as fondly as they remember some of these lottery bound seasons because the lottery bound seasons you don't have expectations so you can just enjoy watching some right. cool dunks and getting blown out before the fourth quarter starts you know whereas it breaks your heart when you watch us go down to the end and lose at okc and go to the end and lose at memphis because all of our losses have been pretty close games except for one or two blowouts yep and so the expectations i think are driving people crazy but and the only other half of that i would say is maybe there's a stylistic aspect of people enjoyed watching ricky's offense more than maybe the offense we have going now but uh I don't know if I, I trust that. I have a lot of fun watching this team. Watching Jimmy Butler is great fun. Yeah. I've had fun watching this team as well. I feel like the frustrating part is the fourth quarter ineptitude. That yep. leaves... But that it, was something that was on the team the last few years too. Yeah, that's true. But with the added expectations, it leaves the wins not as fulfilling as they normally would be if you just continued to blow a team out. Yeah, very true. Um, and it makes the losses that come from behind losses just sting so badly or or just the close fourth quarter losses uh let's not let's just say you have a chance to win yeah um it it, it, so you're not getting as much out of the the wins and you're getting way and you're way more agony way more agony out of the losses which is the exact opposite of what you want um so it's a it's the wolves players are getting used to having these expectations. I think the entire fan base is still getting used to it too. We're not used to being you know? winners, you know. No, no, we're it's not. Stressful. It's so we're used stressful. to being losers. I'm used to being a loser. Yeah, you know, we've been losers as for a Timberwolves fan. I'm used to being it's a loser. comfortable being a loser. Let me tell you, that's right. It, it, there's nothing better in life than not having any expectations placed upon you. Yeah, my whole life has been trying to dodge those expectations. Places it's getting me. cathartic. I, yeah, I, so it's it's new for me too. We as a fan base need to learn. How to become winners. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a process, though. It sure is. Trust the process, everybody. <laughs> I've heard that said. Trust the winning somewhere process. Before. We're going to go ahead now and pay some bills. Like we said, we can be bought. So here is our sponsor ad for the week. Everyday work is important, but it's also time consuming. We can help. Introducing Task Wolves, a subsidiary of Task Rabbit LLC. Here's how it works Step one Describe the task. Do you need tall things on your shelves reached? Do you need help cleaning your gutters? Or perhaps putting the star on the top of your Christmas tree? Who is more qualified to help than your end of the bench Timberwolves favorites? They have time to spare and talent to share. They literally have nothing else to do. Step two, get matched. Our scientific algorithm will match you with the most suitable Timberwolves pine rider to assist you with your request. Perhaps Cole Aldrich can help you open that jar of pickles. Need to squeeze into a tight space? Aaron Brooks is only six feet tall. 
Too drunk to drive? Marcus George's hut has his license. Step three, get it done. Just like that, your favorite Tim- Minnesota Timberwolves bench warmers will arrive and get the job done in 48 minutes or less. Act now and you'll have access to the newest member of our team, Boss. Just Boss. He's got the time on his hands and more energy than he knows what to do with. With Tibbs as a coach, he'll be available for quite some time. Don't waste your time with busy work when you can have lightly used multi-millionaires do the work for you. Download Task Wolves today in the App Store. Now it's time for a segment, an oldie, that we're reviving tonight. It's called Better Know an Old School Wolf. right everybody we got a lot of we're pro bandwagon on this podcast <laughs> there's plenty of room aboard i'm not gonna That's be right. one of those people who are like you didn't suffer with us for 13 years you have no place in this fandom i'm welcoming the, the more the merrier and so we figure you know because you're probably a smarter human to torture yourself with a fan being a fan of a team that hasn't given you much to cheer about sure we're gonna help you learn the history of this team so that you can seem smarter in conversations with other tim rolls fans and what have you so, first, this is what this segment's about. Teaching you about an old school wolf that you might not know so much about. Robert, I have a question for you. Go on. Five different Timberwolves players have been all-stars. Can you name them? Um, well, uh, let's see. Kevin Love. That's correct. Kevin Garnett. Yes. Wally Zerbiak. That is also correct. Um, Tom Gugliotta. That is also correct. And the final one... Um, uh, is it uh, Tony Campbell? No, two S's, two L's. Oh, as a Timberwolf, he was he Sam was Cassell okay. Was. Sam Cassell, two tonight, S's, two L's. I forgot got, about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a magical year for him. Tonight we're talking about Thomas James Gugliotta. However, mm. born on December nineteenth, nineteen sixty nine, Googs was the youngest of seven children. He attended North Carolina State for four years. Wolfpack. Can you name the other three NC State alums? Who have played for the Timberwolves? Wow, Wolfpack <laughs> uh, on the Wolfpack. Um, God, I'm gonna put a sound drop of a wolf howling while you think I, about. I that. don't even know if I'll be able to think of one. Let They're me, uh, very obscure. Very. One of them was a famous player, but he only played 26 games with the Wolves. <laughs> okay, uh, so now I got to just think of NBA players from NC State. Yeah. I'll give you a... Don't worry about it. I'm not okay. expecting to get any of these. Why don't you just tell me? Let then? me tell you. It's Sidney Lowe. I, I should have gotten Sidney. I knew that. Played for the Wolves in 1990. Spud Webb. Spud. Played yep. 26 games with the Wolves. Used to have a poster of him. And then Lorenzo Brown. Lorenzo Brown, yeah. Recent I remember fourth Lorenzo Brown. Guard. So those are your NC State alums. Pretty, wow. pretty clear Tom Gugliotta is the should best of those players. Sidney Lowe. At least for the Wolves, at least. Uh, Googs was drafted six overall in the 1992 Shaq draft, where we got Christian Leitner at three. Uh, Tom Gugliotta went number six to the Washington Bullets. Pew, pew. <laughs> He's later traded to the Warriors along with three first-round draft picks for Chris Webber. Three. One of those first-round draft picks would be used to draft Vince Carter, who the Warriors traded to the Raptors for Antoine Jameson. Gugliotta was traded to the Wolves on February 18, 1995, in exchange for Danielle Marshall. Yep. In his time with Minnesota, he averaged 37 minutes a game. 
He thought Tibbs was playing his guys a lot of minutes. Workhorse. Yeah, he averaged 18 points a game, 8.5 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 1.7 steals, and a block per game. He's filling up the board. He's a stud, yeah. He's filling it up when he was with the team. He's shooting 46% from the field, 80% from the line. Along with Garnett, Gugliotta made his first and only All-Star game in 1997. Michael Jordan led the East to the win that year. But Gugliotta was so solid off the bench for the the West, finishing with nine points, eight rebounds, three assists, two wow. steals. Like I Not said, bad. just fill, filling up the categories. Him and Jordan, back and forth. That's right. He only went to the playoffs once with the Wolves in 96-97. Uh, but that was, I think, the first time the Wolves went to the playoffs as well. He was there with us. Uh, the season after that, he was limited to 41 games with the Wolves before being released. For the remainder of his season, he played six seasons, or the remainder of his career, he played six seasons with Phoenix. Also spent times with Atlanta, Utah, and Boston. Uh, for his career, averaged 13 points, 7.3 rebounds. All in all, 13 seasons, made more than $80 million. Good for him. Very solid NBA career for a six Good for him. number six pick. Uh, notable stuff about him. He had a near-death experience in Phoenix. Mm. Uh, on December 17th, 1999, Googs took GBL, an ingredient in a supplemental sleep aid. It has, GBL uh, also has such industrial uses as glue and paint remover. It's not something you want to put in your body. It's banned now. The GBL triggered a seizure and Googs likely would have died if not for his wife. He was talking with his wife at the phone, on the phone and he had a seizure. She called the wife of teammate Rex Chapman, who called Rex and had him go back to the team bus and find Tom's gym bag. The bag was on the bus after Googs collapsed, and in the bag was the GBL product. The information that he read off that bottle helped save his lives with the Jeez. ER doctors. His doctor said that without receiving that info scary. in a timely manner, Googs would have died. Some fun facts about Googs now that wow. we got the scary stuff out. Okay, yeah. Let's, uh, let's get fun. Uh, when asked in fall 1996, second year forward Kevin Garnett on why the team he creates for his NBA Live 96 Sega Genesis team <laughs> consisted of four Kevin Garnetts and one Tom Gugliotta, he said, because Googs is nice. <laughs> he is. His barbed wire tattoo on his bicep has oh, been called yeah. the worst tattoo in the NBA by four former players. Yeah, that it is horrible. <laughs> Terrible. And to have it be the only one, not to have it be a it's, part of his sleeve or anything. One, yeah, it's just one. Oh, it's, it's the it worst. It stands out like a sore thumb. It's so memorable. It's not even a good barbed wire, too. It's like really, it's really ratchet. Yeah. Um, he was a member of the Fun Police with KG and Cherokee Parks in those ad campaigns. Oh, yeah. Wearing the yellow Remember jackets. Those? Absolutely. Um, and also, whenever he would score, we'd get fun calls from Kevin, Gar Car Kevin Harlan like this. you gotta love a name like that is just uh in the hands of kevin harlan is i mean who knows where he's gonna go with it yeah it's, it's fun uh, he's got his spice on a lot of the wolves all-time leaderboards 10th mm. and free throws made and attempted eighth in defensive and total rebounds he's six all-time in steals for the timberwolves wow he's 10th all-time with points with forty-two thousand. andrew wiggins already up to six on that list wow six he's fourth in minutes played for the wolves Eighth in points per game, or excuse me, he's fourth in minutes per game, eighth in points per game, fifth in rebounds per game, fourth in steals per game, eighth in PER, and ninth overall in win share. So, still all mm -hmm. over those Timberwolves leaderboards. I'm sure, you know, Towns and Butler hopefully will bump him from some of those in the coming years, but still, you know, just three and a half years he was with us and I'm, all I'm, over the uh, leaderboards. I'm trying to think of uh, Timberwolves leaderboards and like, is there any other NBA franchise that you would look at like their overall leaderboards and and be like, who is that? Like who? Right. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's, it's are pretty probably... it's pretty interesting. I don't think there are many other teams in the NBA that have <laughs> yeah. like a who 
Oh, Wally's yeah. number three I mean, on you this look stat? At, uh, <laughs> I'm just imagining you look at like the Sixers or the Celtics or the Lakers, their leaderboards is just strewn with Hall of Famers. Yeah, Dr. J, I mean, we Charles got, Barkley, Yeah, Moses I mean, Malone. we got uh, we got Tom Gugliotta, you know, all across Troy ours. In, Sam Mitchell. T-Hud is up there, I'm Smitch sure. is all over our leaderboards oh, yeah. still. He's so. everywhere on there. Yep, it's fun to look at, you know. But uh, <laughs> Andrew Wiggins rising and Cat rising. Yeah, very we're starting on those to get some. We're starting to fill it out those leaderboards. With Catch some up on all those names. Kevin Love stats. That's right. All right. Well, that does it. Hopefully, now you have a better idea of who Thomas James Gugliotta is. Into baby. Now it's time, everybody, for a segment we call Power Rankings. Power. That's right. It's time to do some power rankings, everybody. Yeah. I know we played this drop last week, but it ended up being less concrete rankings and more of just a free-flowing sure. conversation. You know, we also did a ranking of the Kardashians that didn't make it through the final oh, cut. Oh, wow. Hit the cutting room floor. They said they could rank their favorite Kardashians, and I asked them to do it. And That's about five minutes. Maybe we'll have to release as a B-side someday. I think, yeah, I think that's a good idea. People are going to want to hear that. Well, this week we're going to have some concrete ratings. Uh, losing to Memphis made me think about this. Um, Memphis is a team I'm worried about catching back up to us. Yep. And, and because, just because I got mad respect for Mike Connolly and Marcus Gasol as players. Mm-hmm. So our power rankings this week are Western Conference teams to root against. You know, it's fun to cheer for a lot of these teams that got good players, but we got to root against them this year, celebrate their losses. It'll help us in the playoff picture, you know, by the end That's of the right. year. That's right. It used to not matter. Used to be able to just root for whoever you wanted, but now that the Wolves are in the picture, you got to start rooting against these teams. Let's start with number five, Robert. Yeah, I think number five, we're going to take a team that in our division that scares me. I mean, we've beaten them already this year, uh, but it's the Utah Jazz. Yes, uh, you know it's, that's tough to do. They are a very fun team. Donovan Mitchell. Looking like an early contender Electrifying. for rookie of the year, perhaps. He's right up there with Ben Simmons in my book. Yeah. And of course, it's it's always going to be hard to cheer against. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. But uh, we're going to have to do it this year. We're going to have to cheer for their losses. They went on a little six-game winning streak, which is a huge bummer because that's before Rudy came back, and now Rudy's coming back, and you know they look they like get even stronger. They can look like they're going to be a tough team. So um, I'm I'm a little scared of them. You know. Yes, I am. Expe- I am too. Being in the division too. Makes it all the harder. We got to play them four times. Ricky's redemption too. That's oh, that's yeah. the other angle that I'm worried about. You know, I'm hoping we could. No, maybe if we have the fourth seed and they have the fifth seed, we could have a first round matchup. Ricky playing Ooh. a playoff game in the Target Center. Ooh. Can't imagine what that would be like. An entire series against Ricky. Oh, I love it. I would love it. Yeah, it'd be a real. Either the haters would feast when we win, and that's it's a win win because either we beat the Jazz and we move to the second round of the playoffs, which is awesome, or Ricky beats us and then we could say, "Eat it, haters! Ricky Rubio got you." <laughs> I'd feel good for Ricky, but with that, why don't you tell us what number four is on our list? All right, Power number rankings. four. I, oh, I forgot. I like to do the swish noise. Number four. Number nice. four on our list is the Denver Nuggets, also in the division, currently tied with us as of the time of recording for fourth in the West. 
And, uh, you know, they're a dangerous team, even with Paul Millsap out. I thought losing Paul Millsap would get them a losing streak, and they've been playing pretty well. Jokic looks good. Jamal Murray's been playing well this season. They're a team that, you know, they don't have any giant superstars, but they just have depth. I feel like Mm -hmm. they have a team that's, like, got a very solid nine-man rotation at the very least. Yeah. And on nights where Emmanuel Moutier plays well or Jamal Murray plays well, it's like they're going to win. Yeah, and a team that plays well, that plays hard consistently, which I think is big, which is something that you'd think like in the NBA you wouldn't have as much of, but it seems like that's a genuine a genuine thing that uh, that certain teams are known for, and I think the <coughs> Nuggets are definitely one. Of, yeah, Nuggets are definitely one of those teams that uh, gets by on that. And plus, uh, they have that home court advantage being in mile high altitude. Mm, it's always said that it's that easier air. easier for the Nuggets to win at home because the other players get tuckered out. Yeah, and they'll, in Denver. and they'll they'll get Millsap back later on as well, so they'll get stronger as well. So they're um, another. They just got a lot of solid players on that team: Gary Harris, Will Barton. They got a Plumley, Mason, I believe. <laughs> got a Plumley. You know, I like that. They're all around. Doesn't the league. matter which one. There's Plumleys everywhere. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do number three. Number three, we are going with the New Orleans Pelicans, mm. team that. Um, I mean, we've had success against already this year. Two wins. Uh, but just so talented. So, so, ta- so talented up top. Um, having a two-headed monster like that, I, there isn't anything really in the NBA like it. Boogie and AD on the same team. And the crazy thing is, I thought that might not work out, but watching them play together, Boogie's like fifth in the league in three-pointers taken. Yeah. He is crazy. just launching them, staying outside the perimeter more. He's really good at passing. And Anthony Davis is, you know, one of the premier players in the league as well. So that was a team I was hoping would get punched in the nose. Like, what was Jim Seaton's step on their neck early? Was yeah, step on their neck key, early. That's the right. Game? I was hoping that would happen early in the season so they'd have to be forced to trade Boogie halfway through the season and kind of <laughs> blow up their season. I was like, trade Boogie. They're know? too promising now for oh, them to blow it up. That, I'm sorry. That's the way it is. And even with Anthony Davis getting hurt, you know, this is the one thing that could actually be like, in years past, it was always just wait for the Anthony Davis injury and then they'll be out. And the one year they went to the playoffs was like the one year AD stayed healthy. And now it's like when he's hurt, Boogie can you know step up and, and keep them winning games for a That's week right. or two or three before Anthony Davis comes back. Yeah, I mean they're uh, they're t- definitely a team that if they make the playoffs and they were you know let's say that they had a really big run and they were like a, a five or a four or five seed or something like that. I mean we're talking about like against the Jazz. Yeah, I would not want to play the Pelicans in the first round. Oh Even God. if we had home court, I can I just imagine though, like mortified. all the playoff battles against Boogie. Like I feel like Boogie would get at least one technical in every game in the playoffs. <laughs> that's right. He's never been to the playoffs. We would get to see the. Oh, that's one reason Boogie to cut in the it. playoffs. Yeah. This, remember, this is teams to root against, and it's hard because I would love to see Boogie yeah. in the playoffs. When you got so much new blood, it's hard. It's hard to root against some of these guys because you do want to see them in playoff, you know, playoff environments. Yeah. But I've always had a huge soft spot in my heart for Boogie. Yeah, he's big, one of a kind. Big Boogie fan. I like I like head cases, and man, <laughs> he's one of the league's premier head cases. That's for sure. That that's a list right there. The league's premier head cases. I feel like Jim Pete could do a top five with that. Oh top yeah, five top head five cases. head cases. Speaking of which, and the Pelicans game when he did top five floppers, that was like that was great. An all time top five list. That was great. <laughs> top five. Top a lot five of thought. List. A lot of thought went into it. Yeah, love that one. All right, let's go ahead and do number two. This is the Portland Trailblazers, also in the division. We didn't think about division when we wrote this list, but no, all, did, a lot of divisional bones was good. Because division. if we can win the division, then you're automatically guaranteed a top four seed. 
But, uh, you know, that means you're usually a good enough team to get a top four seed anyways if you're winning your division, especially with a stacked one like we're in. But Portland has uh, been really consistent. They've got two stars in uh, C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. Played really well last year after they got Yusuf Nurkic. They've got a great coach in Terry Sotts. And uh, yeah. also just like they've, they've been the second best defense in the league so far. I don't think that'll continue all the way through the season. But they've also had a really bad offense so far. And you got to think that'll get better too. Mm-hmm. And so that... Speak about a great first-round matchup. That'd be fun going into the that set the Moda Center, be I believe, is what fun. they call it now. They have some of the most passionate fans in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. So I that, envy their fan base. But I wouldn't want to do it because I have a feeling two or three of those games in that series would end with Damian Lillard hitting a game-winning shot. <laughs> yeah, the, at least. Maybe all four. Mm, I can see <laughs> it. Or maybe are, him and, uh, and C.J. McCollum would uh, Alternate them. doing it? Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, that would be a scary matchup. Um, I wouldn't want to see that. Let's go ahead and go to number one. Number one, I think, is not much of a surprise. The most, the most firepower, perhaps, other than Gold State in the West, uh, belongs to uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yep, I think they're going to get this together. Yeah. They're just too talented not to. Um, I think their scoring margin, they have a positive scoring margin despite a losing record. I think they have yep. like an 0 and 7 record in games decided by three points or less where we have like or we used to have a very high record those are the kind of the luck games where you're getting worse yeah you figure those are going to even out throughout the season so it's usually something fluky happens to make you lose those games yeah but it's it's just like andrew wiggins hitting a half court shot yeah you can't necessarily count on that uh, all the time but yeah the thunder is scary drew wiggs man right you finally listening they're They've got a lot, so much talent, and they've also got, you know, they've got playoff experience as well through all three of their stars. That's true. Uh, and so they're not a team that you would really want to play in the first round, uh, no matter where they end up. Um, even if they, you know, just sneak in as like a seven or eight seed. Imagine like a Golden State, like Oklahoma City first round or mm. something, or San Antonio. Houston Rockets. Yeah, I mean, that would be nuts. Uh, yeah, we were uh, just looked at the no Christmas Day games. So we're going to get a Thunder Rockets Christmas Day game. So that could be an interesting matchup. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, but they're definitely the team that I'm rooting against, though, the most. Because, yeah. again... I don't want any part of them. No. And, and, and they don't really have that many guys that I feel... Like, they've all been to the playoffs. I've seen them in playoff environments. I've, yeah. They've all had their chance. So I don't, there's nothing sentimental exciting. about them, like having Ricky on the Jazz or right. even having Boogie on the Pelicans. There's nothing there for me. So I'm definitely rooting against them the most. Yeah, I'm scared of them, and I don't really like them that much either. Yeah, I mean, they're thin. They'll probably make a trade halfway through the season and get a nice bench piece or something. I just think they're going to be better than they are right now. So we shall see. These are the teams, though, you should root against in order. We just gave you the order. Cheer against them every night. Plan like, accordingly. Like when you see like the Thunder go up against the Blazers and you're not sure who to cheer against more, cheer for the Blazers because they're number yeah. two on our list. Thunder's number one. Yeah, save like a save like a screenshot or something. Like a make a word document or something and, and save it just you know just a handy. Yeah, or laminate it'll help it. you late, in your wallet. Late night, you're watching League Pass. You're like, what team am I supposed to be cheering for here? Check it out. Check it Boom. in your wallet. There we go. We did it for you. You're welcome. All right, everybody, it's that time of the show again. You know what it is. Now presenting your weekly wolfie. It's that time of the week where we have to point out something significant, either good or bad, and uh, recognize that with a wolfie. So, 
Let's go ahead. And Robert, are you ready to do yours? I would love to do mine. Uh, this week's Weekly Wolfie for me, and my final Weekly Wolfie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so this is a bittersweet Until Weekly Until Neil Wolfie. goes out of town again. Yeah, which hopefully will be soon. Um, I'm going to give my Weekly Wolfie to a non-Timberwolf, actually. Ooh, interesting. Uh, I'm going to kind of break the rules here. I'm going to, but perhaps... There, there are very few a, rules what, with Weekly Wolfies. What we have, uh, from some rumors and innuendo, perhaps... A future Timberwolf, Ooh. which would be, I don't know how it's going to happen, but maybe. Intrigue. And that's Nerland's Noel. Ooh. I'm going to give my weekly wolf week to him because he, at halftime of a game, went to the media room to get a hot dog. And apparently he said that the reason he did so is because he was low energy and he needed to fuel up for the rest of the game. He did not play no, the remainder of up the game. Um, I'm but just the idea that, that he was hungry and he's like, you know what? Where are the hot dogs? You know, what do they got in there? What do they got in the media right. room? You know, and he kind of sneaks in. Um, I love it. I love a good hot dog, you know? Yeah, I yeah. I went to a movie the other Quick, day. Easy. And they have hot dogs at the movie theater now, which is kind of weird. Oh, yeah? Kind of weird to me. I don't want to eat a hot dog in the movie theater. Part of it is because... Full condiment bar hot, as well? Yeah, they had, like, lots of different toppings for mm. it. And my problem with that is, like, I can, I'll take, like, 90 seconds to eat a hot dog, two minutes tops. Yeah. Like, that's a preview. Like, I want something I can snack on in movie theaters. You right. Know? Like, that's why I like a giant tub of popcorn. Is you can, you basically, it doesn't run out until you get sick of eating popcorn. You're in like an hour. You just want something if you're a little, you know, something you can be peckish with. Right, exactly. And Hot dog you don't peck at, you scarf down. That's absolutely But, right. I mean, if you were, I mean, in his situation, you need to fuel up quickly. It makes sense. Nice little hot dog, yeah. That's the weirdest case with Neurons. I have no idea what's going on with him. No, just me like neither. at what point does his agent or file agree or the players union file all agreements against the Mavericks saying like you blackmailed this guy basically because he wouldn't take your cheap contract and decide to get a qualifying offer. So now you're just tanking his value. It seems like that would be illegal in some sense. And right On now, the other it, hand, he's getting free hot dogs. At that's true. Time. So well, once we once again, you get paid in food, you know? Yeah, that's we talked about that. I mean, that should be considered. Maybe. Maybe we should be thanking them because they're tanking his value and the wolves can snatch him up under value next year. <laughs> Pennies on the dollar. Oh, yeah. Hot dogs on the dollar. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a very good wolfie. I saw that. I was, I was vastly entertained by that whole saga. God bless him. My shout out this week is going to go to a Rainer article. I hate that website name because Grantland, I could say Rainer as my speech impediment where I have a hard time with hard NGs. Ringer. There we go. You're doing great. The Ringer. It's an article called Tom Thibodeau Should Probably Be Playing More Than Eight Guys in Early December by Paolo Ugetti. Here's a fact. I'm reading. I'm going to read some quotes from this. Here's a fact. The Wolves' starting lineup of Teague, Wiggins, Butler, Gibson, Towns has played a total of 484 minutes together this season in 19 games. The next most used lineup in the NBA, the Detroit Pistons starting five, has played 145 minutes fewer than the Wolves' lineup in 20 games. When averaged out, the Timberwolves starting unit plays a whopping 25 and a half minutes together each game. The second, third, and fourth most used lineups are all below a 19-minute average. That Once again, Wolves 25 and a half, second, third, and fourth are all below 19 minutes. Those three non-Wolves lineups, Wizards, Clippers, and Hornets, have all been forced to overcompensate at some point this season because of an injury to a key player. Guess which team owns the fifth most used lineup behind them? Swap out Butler for Shabazz Muhammad and you've got yourself a winner. Shabazz. Here's another fact. 40 players a season are averaging 33 minutes or more per game. Four of them play for the Wolves. Wiggins, Towns, Butler, and 32-year-old Gibson have already played more than 800 total minutes a season, which puts them all among the 15 most used players so far this season. 
Last season under Tibbs, both Wiggins and Towns were the only two players to play more than 3,000 minutes. Both regressed defensively in the second half of the season. This season, the Wolves' defense is already feeling the fatigue. In the first 15 games, they were allowing 106 points in per 100 possessions. In the past 10 games, six of which have been at home and only one of which came against a top 10 offense. That number is 109. So that goes to the Rainer article. Thanks for those stats. I, I always feel like I got to give a wolfie when I'm going to read like half the article. Sure. It, it's also good. I can't just paraphrase it. That's right. Tips. And that's where you got to wonder, you know, I mean, Jimmy Butler says he wants it. He says everyone in the locker room here wants to play 48 minutes a game. But at some point it's just like, I don't know. This is what we're always worrying about. Yeah. At some point you, you got to wonder like Memphis falling apart in the fourth quarter, second night of a back-to-back played the starters so much in the first game. How much is that is due to, you know, fatigue? Yeah, and we're not even a third of the way through the season. And That's I'm, what bugs me. And these guys are most the majority of them are, are either really young or in their prime. Right. And it's like, man. And there's in some of the different positions, you've got guys who have who have shown that they could deserve more minutes. Right. I mean, it's, there's no reason that Tyus shouldn't be getting you know 20 minutes a game. Same with Gorgie. Gorgie's got to get 21 minutes. When a Belly game, comes back, yeah, he deserves it. And so I know that's just not the way Tibbs likes to do it. Tibbs likes to play the same lineup so they can get chemistry so that when it matters, there'll be more synergy going around. But it's just like, at what expense? Can't run your guys in When the is ground, this going to yeah. catch up to it? Because right now we're pouring it on heavy in November and early December. And it's just like, what is this team going to look like in March for Teague-wise, you know? Mm. And like this team, like Wiggins and Towns have never been in the playoffs. They don't know what it means to pace yourself so that you're playing at your peak in late April, early May. That's right. They don't know what that is. Playing meaningful basketball. Right. The entire season. It's true. We've always tailed off in the last part of the season. I've always figured because that's when we're like, okay, we're going to the lottery. Let's really put the tank on, you know. <laughs> that's right. But it is true that for the... A how, tradition unlike any other for the past fans. several years, April has always been our worst month. And we're bad in March too, you know. So it's like, yeah, you know, we got to get that together. I'm worried about it. So thanks for writing that article. Um, Very we, good. Before we move on to the game... Let's just talk about predict it real quick. I didn't want really to run the segment because both of our predictions were on. But just updating <laughs> you. Uh, Robert, you predicted that Bielitsa would play, be averaging more minutes than Taj during Not even close. the four-week stretch you were on the podcast. And he's been injured for at least two of those weeks. And I predicted that a Timberwolves player or coach would be thrown out of a game. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Has there even been a technical? No. Wow. Very well-behaved uh, well Well-mannered. Maybe, maybe we need someone who's a little jerk. You know, that's what I said. We don't have anyone with a hard enough edge. Yeah, I thought it would be Taj, but Taj is playing too well. He doesn't have that edge. We need someone with an edge who's going to get technical. He's too classy. Yeah, and Shabazz is just too happy to be in the league and getting minutes. He doesn't want to ruin that by getting a technical or anything. (laughs) That's right. He's got too much to think about right now before he starts, you know, getting technicals. All right. Well, that will do it for our uh, weekly Wolfies. Congratulations to all of our Wolfie winners. Nerlens Noel. Congratulations. Congratulations on feeding your appetite. We're going to finish things up with a game. Here we go. All right, everybody. It's game time. We're going to play a game on this website that you may have heard of. It's called Sporkle. Great website. This is a quiz that's called Can You Name the Ex Minnesota Timberwolves as NBA Champions Since 1990? Wow. We're going to try. There's 21 answers. They're giving us 12 minutes. We're going to limit ourselves to. Just uh, maybe five or so. We're going to try our best because this is... How many are there? It looks like there's about... It says there's 20, 21. 21, okay. And I'm reloading the website because it's like, nah. I think a look at some of these. 
we're going all the way back to 91. We're yep. going back to the first three-peat, and first Chicago three-peat. And it gives us the year and the team that won. All right. Let's, well, get, let's started. get started. 2016 Cavs. There's two of them. Do you know Kevin them Love. Yeah. You know the other one? Uh, the other one is, um, uh, who is the other one? Mo Williams. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mo. God. All right. 2015 Golden State Warriors. This is the first time they won it. Hmm. Not Iggy Livingston on the bench. Gosh, this is brutal. Let's see. What Wolves players were on the Miami Heat? 2012 uh, and 2013. Um, God, so many guys have come and gone. <laughs> Let's just keep doing uh, some ones we know, maybe. Juwan Howard, I think, was... Um, I don't know if he ever played a game for Intervals, but I think he was he was in there. All right. Well, let's do. Uh, I see 2011 Dallas Mavericks. I know that JJ Barea, JJ, Corey uh, Brewer, Corey Brewer, um, and Brian Cardinal. Oh yeah, I forgot custodian. the janitor, the custodian, the custodian, the Celtics. That's, right. that's going to be Kevin Garnett. Uh, 2008 Boston Celtics, but also the 95 and 94. We just said them. Two S's, two L's. You two should know what to spell this. That's right. Okay, we got two from the 2006 Miami Heat. Um, Antoine Walker? Antoine Walker's one of them. And the other one. Um, wow. We got 05 Spurs. The Pistons, we got three 2004 Pistons players. I know one of them is Tayshaun Prince. Maybe There's more, Saunders. Saunders? No. <laughs> no. That was the year after. That was the year, yeah. Um, Chauncey. There you go, Chauncey. Chauncey's one of them. Um, who else? Not um, Wallace. Not, not Wallace. Not Sheed. Darko? Ah. Get the jersey in Darko. Get the jersey out of Neil's closet. How do you spell Milicic? M I L I C I C. There, there it is. Thank goodness. <laughs> NBA champion Darko. <laughs> what a what a world we live in. Some of these other teams still on the board. 0-1-0-2 Los Angeles Lakers, and then another 0-1 Lakers. The yeah, Lakers. Someone who is in the Chicago Bulls first three-peat, someone who's in the Chicago Bulls second three-peat. Wow. Well, um... Longley? Luke Longley, yeah. All right, that's going to be one of them. Hmm. Well, we only got one more minute left on the clock. Yeah, one minute left. We're going to... Let's go back to some of the more recent. Let's go back to the 2015 Golden State Warriors. Okay. I'm just trying to look, think up and down their bench. I know the starters more than the bench. Well, see these Heat teams. The Heat? Not Mario Chalmers. Not Chris Bosh. <laughs> Bosh, no. <laughs> Poor guys are like, oh, we're happy you guys, guys finally at the end got of the a range. Oh, Mike Miller. Mike Miller. Glass Mike. Glass Mike. That's How could we be remiss if we didn't mention him? Yeah. Oh. And Battier. <laughs> I wish Battier was a Wolves player at some point. Thank goodness we got Mike Miller. <laughs> I'd have felt bad if we got Mike Miller. I would have kicked myself. Should we try Foy? <laughs> Fourth quarter Foy? No. I'm trying to think if there's any other guys. Other Let's guys that we drafted names. who ended up. I'm just going through Wolves draft picks. Well, Ray Allen, but he never played for us. No. Not um, a minute. All right. Well, that's our minute. So we're going to hit. That's it. Let's. 
to give up this year. Kills me to see. Brandon Rush was the 2015 Golden oh, State Warrior. I've forgotten about Brandon Rush so completely. He was on the team last year. I know. He was supposed <laughs> to be our great three-point shooter. Roni Turioff was on the oh, 2012 Roni. Miami Heat. Roni. Can you say this name from the 26 Miami Heat? Uh, Michael Doliak. Michael Absolutely. Doliak. Uh, I remember the Doliak year. <laughs> We have Rasho Nesterovich. Rasho was an NBA 05 champion. 05 Spurs, Rasho, NBA champ. God bless Rasho. Mike James was the one we missed from that 2004 Detroit Pistons. Mike James. Oh, how did we miss Mad Dog? Oh. That's the one we're going to oh. really kick ourselves about. Oh. Mark Madsen, yeah. two, two-time Lakers champion. Greg Foster, one-time Greg Foster. Lakers champion. Scotty Brooks, 94 Houston Rockets. Should I didn't even know he was Scotty on that. Brooks. And then the guy who gave Stacey us the Jimmy King. G Buckets drop. Yep, Stacy Keen first three, <laughs> first three Pete with well, the balls. Well, that said was, that we missed Mark Madsen. That's the one. That happy went. that we uh, didn't miss Glass Mike. Yeah, or Brian Cardinal. I'd have felt bad. Oh yeah. That one too. Oh, we weren't going to miss Brian Cardinal. Yeah, I would have kicked no myself way. over Darko too. But we should have gotten Cardinal and Madsen right in the same. It should have been bang bang. Yeah. But, oh well, that's why they play the game. Sporkle.com, Thank you for giving us so much entertainment. And wasting so much of my time. Hope you got them. Hope you got the ones we missed. I would have gotten a better grade in college if I, it wasn't for Sporkle. <laughs> you can blame Sporkle. Blame Sporkle for everything. Please do. All right, everybody. Well, we're here at the end of the podcast. End of our four-week stint with Robert. Robert, thank you so much. Uh, well, it's been a, quite a journey, Scott. Um, as sad as it is to go, um, I'm really looking forward to uh to neil coming back and you two guys kind of getting back at it because i've missed the i've missed the banter between you two the interplay the wacky segments i've i really miss it and i'm looking forward to hearing uh, you two get back at it again but it's been an honor and it's been a lot of fun well i definitely miss him doing more than his fair share of the work so that'll be good yep on me to get him back here but i will miss our mike hard lemonade fueled podcast ah <sighs> And all the fun well, we've had. But you know what? Neil's a traveling musician. Cuckoo Kangaroo. Go see him. If he's still on the road around you. Or he's playing the Kitty Cat Club this weekend. Might be sold out. I don't know. It is Saturday sold out. night. It is sold out. Well, Cuckoo's back in town. So go see Cuckoo. He's a traveling musician. He'll be on the road again sometime in the future. So we will be happy to have you back then. We I'll, thank uh, you. We'll for... keep the, I'll keep the mics chilled. Oh, I like that. Keep the, keep the mics. I'll keep the mics around and you keep the mics chilled. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for coming and listening to the podcast. If you come to trivia, draw a little tree up next to you by your team name. You'll get an extra bonus point just for doing that. It makes a difference. Every Tuesday at 6 p.m. at Darby's Pub and Grill, I'm the host. Come check it out. Um, Hopefully, we'll have a Timberwolves winning streak to talk about next week. we got this soft December schedule coming up. we got Clippers tonight. Dallas is our next game. Got to have some wins, or else we're going to be sad boys when Neil comes back. Very. So everybody have a great week. Drive safely out there on the ice, 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 and we'll see you next time. Into googly googly baby!